All right, we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first Saturn Sisters Weekly Starcast. I'm Stephanie Iris Weiss. You're the, she's the Aries. Uh, the Aries, and what about you? Let's hear. Who are you? Oh, I'm waiting for you to introduce. Oh, yourself. sorry. Okay. <laughs> Shereen Vishmaya. I'm Shereen Vishmaya. And we are doing this when Mercury is stationing to go retrograde. So yes. this is just full effect. Lunky, and we're going to be all over the place, meandering to different subjects, and we're going to be speaking English poorly. <laughs> but hopefully thoroughly entertaining. Yes, exactly. That's our intention. We'll make up for our lack of articulation through entertainment value. And wisdom. Okay. Of wisdom. That's right. We're going we're gonna to give you the wisdom downloads on all things Saturn. Well, we were actually, oh, yes. Well, let's first, we should, because people don't know really, other than us being the Saturn sisters, we do other things. Maybe we should just give a little background. Probably we should talk about how we became the Saturn sisters. That's a great idea. So, um, so let's also just like give everyone like the basics on our chart too. Um, okay. So I'm Stephanie, the Aries with Libra rising and Moon in Sagittarius and Venus in Pisces and many other things, but th those are just the basics. Um, and um, I was a writer before I was an astrologer. And Shireen and I met in 1996. <laughs> yeah. Um, we first met at we first met at your party, right? The brunch was later. That's right. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, yeah. So Shireen lived in Chinatown, and she had um, an adorable pug puppy, <laughs> Roxy. Roxy. Roxy, yes. Before Harpo, Roxy, and I went to Shireen. So we had mutual friends, like very close mutual friends. And one of them took me to her party. And I just remember like lying on Shireen's couch with Roxy on my chest and I didn't want to leave. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember that. She was very cute. You don't remember? That? Yeah. I remember. Yes. So cute. Okay. And then shortly after that, uh, Shireen and I met through these same mutual friends at brunch. And that is when we completely like, we're like, oh my God, who are you? We've known each other for centuries. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> And we started becoming besties. And then um, really, really shortly after that, like within a couple of months, we were like, wow, shit, we have to work together because like we are on the same page about everything. And yeah, um, Shireen was already, well, I, I don't, you can give your background, but like you had already been studying astrology for a long time and I was new to it at the time. This yeah. Back, you know, 20 but years You were ago. into all like the witchy stuff. That's why I loved you. I was like, ooh, like you wore the, you, you were like wearing the pentagram before like everyone and their sister and cousin wearing it. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. that was like your jewelry. That's why I was like, I love you. That and that you wore jasmine oil. I was like, okay. <laughs> right, right, it's right, cool. right. It's really cool. Yeah, right, yeah. I had a black cat named Caboodle. <laughs> right, my black. Um, yeah, so we both have sat. We had at the time. We both had Saturn animals at the time. Um, so we'll talk about that later. Black animals are are indicative of Saturn, and this is part of partly why we became the Saturn sister. So anyway, so we decided that we would work together, and um, we were. I started writing some horoscopes around that time. And then around 2000, four years later, um, we decided to write it. We were in our Saturn returns. We were like, oh my God, we need to write a book about what we are going through and what everyone we know are going through right now. This is really important. 
Um, yeah. So we did that. Um, and that's how we became the Saturn sisters because our agent, we had both a literary agent and a TV agent at the time. They were trying to put us on TV and our TV agent looked at us and was like, you're the Saturn sisters. Yeah, <laughs> so that's how it happened. Yeah. That's so cute. And also now I forgot where did Colisis come in because we used to have, we would love brunch. That was our thing, you know, New York city, Saturday brunch. Yeah, Saturday what brunch. Inspired inspired us to do the podcast on Saturdays, which we realized was the precursor to us becoming, because we are like sisters having brunch on Saturn's day, which is Saturday. Yeah. And we, before the Saturn return book, which we're in the process of rewriting forever, but we're really going to do it while Saturn's in Capricorn. Um, we, before we got into that book, I think we were doing the colysis. We used to, this was back in the days, kids, when there was actually tape recorders. <laughs> we would bring a cassette, tape, a cassette tape recorder to brunch with us in these noisy, it was hilarious. We'd be in these like noisy restaurants trying to record our conversation about the dark goddess, about yeah. Kali and Isis. And yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. We were, we were really trying to dig into both like, you know, the, the, the light side of the dark, the goddess, the beautiful, the beauty of Isis and the dark side of the goddess and to merge both of these energies in the work that we were doing. And that was, yeah, that was the, that was really it before the Saturn book. That was the project that we were deeply enmeshed in. And I feel like, I feel like that's the, at the center of a lot of our work anyway, even when that's not like the actual subject or the title of something we're working on. I feel like we've always been working on that stuff, all that shadow work with our clients and everything in the work that we do. Totally. It always comes back. It's like our, what brings us together. I think because we're, we're now our composite is a Scorpio rising. I do remember that. Yes, totally. We love all that. And um, we, yeah. And we also did the, um, what was it? The Madonna Whore Project 40 together. Yeah, right. That was the first one, the one that we that did. Was that was really the closest to like what I think we were working on in our Colysis work in the beginning. And then, you know, both of us, another thing that brought us together was our shared passion for Marion Woodman's work. Oh, yeah. We loved her. God bless her. Yeah. So oh, my God. <laughs> I miss her presence on the earth. I can't believe she's gone. I know. My God. Yeah. Wow. No, you really bring me, I forgot that we, we spent like a good, like five years, like really <laughs> deep in yeah. that, deep we in that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like the Bible. Remember we were like the ravaged bridegroom and dancing. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, that was our, that was our like Sunday school or whatever. We would just read all yeah. that. Books. We, would, yeah. we would hone in on that whole brother. Can you spare a dime section of the book? <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. That was like all of our relationships, which oh my all right. Oh Lord. Yeah, um, the hard way, but we, it's great that we had that as like a text, you know, to help us through. And I mean, that, that is interesting because that really was the precursor to get us to do the Saturn work. I mean, we really needed that. We really needed the Saturn stuff at that time. We were, we were both hot messes. So <laughs> <laughs> we really needed to, I mean, I think the reason that we're, uh, people like us as astrologers, both, um, both independently and as a team, is because we walk the talk of having been through a lot of this stuff and we're honest about it, you know? Yeah, we're um, real. We keep it real. And yeah. also I think, you know, even though we, we are media astrologers, we write for magazines, we write for, I mean, just for those of you who might not know us uh, or our background, we write for, sorry, there's Mercury retrograde things going on in the background here. I'm gonna just... <laughs> 
turn that off. I don't know if you have headphone stuff because that might be good too. Um, Should I put my headphones in? Would that be better? Would you hear me better if I did that? Probably, and then there wouldn't be as much of that background move around. Okay, I am going to grab the appropriate appendage. Hold on one second. Okay, um, and I'll just tell the listeners that, um, what was I gonna say now? I totally lost my train of thought with Mercury retrograde. Um, Oh, about what we do. So we write for our longest standing gig, actually. Well, before we wrote for um, LUK is our longest standing uh, dailies, um, dailies, monthly and yearly horoscopes is LUK. And then that was since 2007 or six, I think, really. I look in 2006, we started writing for the print magazine and then yeah. Seven, they launched their website and they, we started working. The for print, them. yeah, to the print since 2006, yeah. Right. And then um, the uh, loft we just started a few years ago, right? And 2015. Mm -hmm. and, and now we just started writing for Pusheen, the cat, which is so cute. <laughs> yes, that's just started now. And before that, back in from 2003 to 2006, we were with Teen Vogue. That's so right. That was right after our Saturn book came out. So that's basically the entire history of our media astrology work. Yes. Um, it came out with our book in 2003? 2000, well, 2004, yeah. Oh, 2004, okay. The end of 2003. Mm -hmm. We were writing it during Saturn and Gemini when the you know 9-11 and all that was going on, which is also, I think, interesting. Yeah, we conceived it during Saturn and Taurus when we were in our Saturn returns and then... Um, and then wrote it during Saturn and Gemini, which, which was actually helpful, I think, you know, <laughs> help, help with the writing, I think, a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, in some way, it, it gave us the structure that we needed. When Saturn was in Taurus, we were not able to get it done. But then when Saturn went into Gemini, we got our book contract and we, we started doing it. So, yeah, um, that's great. Um, so, yeah. So what else do we need to tell so our listeners <laughs> so, about us? Um, yeah, well, so we, you know, we also both come from very different backgrounds, which I think are a nice blend. Like, um, mm -hmm. you're, you come from a writing background from NYU. Mm -hmm. That was your passion, writing and um, poetry. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, there was a time in my life where I thought that I would be a professional poet and would pursue poetry as a career, but then I was um, disabused of that notion very quickly. <laughs> yeah, you like um, to write a horoscope. <laughs> right. And I ended up writing horoscopes and other things. I write a lot of different, about a lot of different subjects in addition to astrology. Um, but, um, but yes, I come from a writing and a teaching background. My yeah. master's degree is in teaching. Um, That's right. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I, and I, I think it's important. Like I, I love to tell people like the reason that we're such a good team is because we bring both like the deep skepticism from my side of it and like, and the deep faith and knowingness from your side of it. And I love that about us, you know, like it's such a good, it's such a good combination um, for people to understand, you know, why astrology works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you were like, you have Mercury and Saturn conjunct in Taurus. Well, they're not conjunct, but they're both in Taurus. My Mercury is oh. all the way at the beginning and my Saturn's at 21. Yeah. Oh, okay. I always think of them together. Okay. Yeah, I get. I understand why you think of them together. <laughs> Jack Saturn on her. <laughs> like my taskmaster. <laughs> um, 
after the game, Aries. I'm always like, oh, last minute, Mary, sad driving. <laughs> yeah. So the, the thing about us, like when we're in person writing, when we're in person for our Saturday brunches, which yeah. we would have done the podcast and we will in the future when we're both in the same city, again, do our podcast at, actually at brunch together. But when yeah. we used to be in person on Saturdays at brunch, the thing that was always happening was that Shireen would like trail out of the restaurant and like leave her pocketbook or leave her phone or something in the seat. And I'd be running after her like, honey, you left your ex. Oh yeah, that's still me. Girl, I have Neptune on the ascendant. I'm like walking space cadet. Terrible. Any, any of you Neptune on the ascendant people probably can relate. Um, <laughs> and Pisces moon to boot. So, um, yes, I do like that too. And I like that, um, you know, we have, you have the writing teaching. I have the psychological background, but you also yeah. have an interest in psychology. So we both come from that. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you've gone off on like the sex side of things a lot with your own pa personal passion, which I think is interesting to share too. Yes, 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 yes. So I'll talk briefly about that. Yeah. So the other thing that I always sort of like secretly wanted to write about was sexuality. Um, not secretly, but just like I didn't have an outlet for doing so. And then, um, uh, Right, Mercury in the in the eighth house, Saturn and Mercury in the eighth house. So, um, I always wanted to, always talked about it, and um, but just didn't have an opportunity to write about it. And then, um, I guess about like ten years ago, I did start to write about it. I came out with a book called Ecosex, and um, started a side career in sex writing and and sexperting. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, just that's I don't know what that sounds like, but being a, being a sexpert, sexperting sounds like it could be a dirty thing, but it's just like. <laughs> educating people about sexuality, um, relationships and sexuality. And, um, and I, and I combine that with my astrology work too, which has been really, really fun. And Shireen and I have done some projects together where I've been able to use that expertise, um, in Shireen's amazing project forties. The second one that you did was that we did together with the Mars one got to, it was like all about sexuality. And that was, yeah, whoa, that was a really powerful one. And, um, yeah, we're actually going to, launch the book version of that soon. If we haven't already, I can't remember if that's on my website or not I'll have to check, <laughs> but if okay, not, cool. it's, coming, it's coming soon. It's, it's edited and ready to go. It just needs probably a book cover and a way for people to download it. But yeah, we'll, we'll if it's done, we'll link it to this podcast because people should definitely get in on that with Mars being so powerful and kind of initiating right now. This is good to talk about astrologically initiate. I feel like Mars is kind of trailblazing as he likes to do the, upcoming really powerful uh i don't even have words for it the this ingress of uranus going into taurus Oof. this week yeah the astrology that is packed into 24 hours this coming week so we're recording on what march 2nd on saturday so um between march 5th and 6th um we have uranus ingressing into taurus we have um we have Mercury retro first Mercury retrograde, then Uranus into Taurus, and then the new moon, all within less than 24 hours. So oh it's a little God. bit of insanity. So like if you're feeling anxious or a little bit unhinged or just, you know, just haven't been sleeping well, we've been talking about this last couple of days, like all our clients and friends are telling us yeah. that they <laughs> that they're going a little bit crazy. If you're dropping things, if you're breaking things, if you feel angry. Um, this is all par for the course with this crazy astrology, but back to what you were saying specifically about Mars. Um, I went off on a tangent. No, that was a good tangent. It was true. <laughs> yeah. So talk a little bit more oh, about, yeah. the, about what you're saying with yeah, that. Yeah. So two things. One, well, um, 
it's funny because, you know, we had the preview of Uranus and Taurus last spring. Can't remember yes. when it was now. Do you remember the dates? I always it was May. Um, I can't remember exactly what day, but it was May to October. Okay. Yeah. May to October. And then um, this it, Uranus will stay in Taurus till 2026, is it? 2026. Yep. Yeah, yeah, wow. So a couple years yeah. after um, Pluto leaves Capricorn finally. But um, so anyway, the, I mean, the point with Uranus in Taurus is you never quite know the thing with Uranus, the, the fool archetype. So we never quite know exactly what to expect, but certainly we could look back at, you know, to what happened the last time Uranus was in Taurus, which was sadly the Great Depression. Um, And of course, people are talking about earth changes, you know, since is the earth beneath us. It's an earth sign, yeah. Mm I mean, we're already seeing that. I mean, here we're like with floods already and in California, we're dealing with flooding after fires. And, you know, it's like, if it's not one thing, it's another with the earth changes already, but. Yeah. I mean, no climate change. If we, I mean, and this, the, the, what I'm, I've been really um, feeling better about very recently is knowing that Uranus is going to be in Taurus and that like the shit was going to hit the fan, um, you know, over the next decade is that it's lining up with people starting to really get serious about this, yeah. you know, about climate change with the Green New Deal and, um, and all of these reports that are coming out that are saying, if we don't do it in a decade, we're, we're all going to die. <laughs> and that like people who have children now will be, you know, if people who have children in like first world safe places are going to have, you know, those kids are going to be like escaping floods and fires and you you won't be able to go outside in certain cities in the summer. There are certain cities that they think will have to be completely abandoned if we don't do something about climate change in the next 10 years. And I think Uranus and Taurus in so many ways is like, is that explosive? That's that word really works with Uranus, dire energy and warning that we need to do this now. And, and as you said, you know, we look at this, look back in the Great Depression is another, you know, we look back to previous cycles to see what happened. And, you know, right now we're, ha- we're on the cusp of Brexit and it's almost, I, I think there may be a delay into when they're implementing it in the European Union, but, but it was originally supposed to be March, almost exactly to the day um, that Uranus is going into Taurus. Um, and the reason for that, I don't think we said that is important, like Taurus rules material resources um, and is very often connected to economics and finance and that whole world. So, um, so we're not saying, oh my God, there's going to be a depression, but like, you know, yeah. if, we don't, if we don't get rid of Trump, there is going to be a depression. So everybody, let's get on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we never, yeah. I, I was just looking, I... I was interviewed for this thing and I was trying to remember because I, it's funny, like I did this a year ago and I was like, what did I predict? I want to see if I still believe what I predicted. So I, this is on my website, I'll put a link to this too, but I, and there's a lot of other astrologers who put in their um, insights, which are really interesting. Um, But yeah, I I remember, okay, so I predicted that we would move from selfies to self-possession, which I still Mm. think is going to happen. I love that. Because I feel like you already, I'm already noticing like the trend with a lot of um, mail campaigns I've gotten, even in the last couple of weeks with people saying, we're so sick of being online, even, even millennials. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are from millennials, you know, who write, of course, I actually have to say they do write some of the best. They're like genius with those newsletters. Um, and yeah. they, they really like get, they are so interesting and creative and, you know, innovative, but um, they are saying like, we're sick of, we're sick of Instagram. So 
the fact that I keep reading that people want to get offline, that's already happening. Um, and even in my project 40 groups, I just completed the 40th one. And I was saying, well, what, you know, we're going to, it's going to have a rebirth now since we did 40 of them. And I was saying, what now, what, you know, and everyone's like, well, you know, I don't know if I really want to be on Facebook anymore. Like with mm -hmm. the 40. There, there, there's definitely a shift taking place with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was all, what's so fascinating to me is that it was all like this world, like the always online, extremely online world was born when Uranus went into Aquarius, right? What was, what year was that? Um, yeah. That was like, was it the, was it late, <laughs> the late nineties or the early two thousands? I'm completely losing track of when it was, but no, I, I don't remember what year it was, but. Yeah, um, seven year cycle. So if we just did, like, we just did the nine years of, Uranus and Aries, so then it was Pisces. So, yeah, somewhere in the somewhere in the late nineties. Yeah. Um, yeah. We could look that up, but um, yeah, that's when it started. And then the Aries was really like the selfie culture, right? Um, so yeah, now I feel like people are going to want to be meeting in person again. That's going to be the new trend. Um, yeah, less time online, more time with the tangible. I said uh, Uranus is the masculine or descending Kundalini. Mm. My astrologer taught, you know, my Aries astrology mentor, Edwin Steinbrecher, rest in peace, taught me that Uranus is the descending and Pluto is the ascending feminine side of the Kundalini. So if you think of the two snakes, Uranus. Oh, I love that. I've never heard that before. That's really amazing. Yeah, I love that too. And um, so it will, it will require that we are rooted to the earth. Um, and we talked about this mother nature erupting unexpectedly with earthquakes or other disasters, which also they say year of the pig, which I know that's your Chinese sign too. By the yes, way. it is. Yes. I year love it. Predicting also with year of the pig earth, because it's an earth pig. They're also saying that there could be some stuff with earthquakes. And I know I'm like, well, great. I live in California. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it might be time to go back to New York. Um, <laughs> yeah, we miss you. <laughs> I had a dream that I was walking around New York the other night. So maybe it's, mm. Um, so a collective awakening around money, possessions, and our value system. Yeah, I do think that. Oh, and of course the Marie Kondo, like, Matt Oh, yeah, that is, that is absolutely appropriate for right? now. hundred like, percent, yeah. Instead of your stuff. Yeah. Mm hmm mm hmm yeah. And it's interesting, like, you know, the whatever, you know, back to Trump for a moment, but like all the stuff that he's doing with the Chinese, with the tariffs and the Chinese, like, it's not gonna, like all the junk that we've been accumulating from Amazon all these years, you know, like we're not really, it, it's gonna, it, it may become harder for us to obtain. So maybe it won't be a conscious choice, <laughs> but people will be, might have access to less stuff. One way or the other, I mean, Amazon itself is such a waste, you know, and I, I mean, I, I love the convenience of it, but then when I get the packaging, at least now they're trying to like make it less junky. Yeah. I mean, and the, and the other thing about Uranus and Taurus that I love is Uranus is the planet of rebellion and, you know, the radical. And right now we're in a time when this has already been happening, where people are finally rebelling against the idea of the billionaire. I mean, this has started with Bernie Sanders back in 2016, where, you know, the, this, is, this is what people on the left have been talking about for many generations. But Bernie made it, you know, really drove it into popular consciousness, right? Like, and, and, and we had it even starting in 2011 with, you know, the 99% and Occupy and all that stuff. But, yeah. but, um, but, you know, as we know, Bernie did not win um, <laughs> in 2016. Um, but, but it's been coming back over the last couple of months. I mean, since the election in the United States, uh, you know, for British listeners, um, 
we, you know, we brought in in 2018 and, you know, when Uranus was, was actually still in Taurus before it shifted back. Oh, no, no, it had just shifted back into Aries briefly at that time. But still, we were sitting in this energy for a while and we elected all of these amazing progressives who talk about how we are, we have to take back our lives from the billionaire class. They own us, right? And, um, and this is the conversation of right now. And what I also am absolutely loving is that Bernie Sanders launched his official campaign today, um, a couple of days before Uranus moves into Taurus. I mean, really, and I'm honestly like, I haven't thought about this before we started having this conversation. It's just occurring to me now, but I mean, like, think, think of that, like, think of the symbolism of that, like, and, Mm. and everybody is talking about, you know, is talking about this issue. It's really driving what's going to happen over the next couple of years till we lead up to 2020. Absolutely. And there's this whole movement, like we're in the year of the Empress, like tomorrow is a 333 portal, March 3rd. So one third month, third day, and then 2019 is a three. So it's like triple three portal, which is Venus archetype. And we've got this really strong feminine rise still happening, which I love. And it's feminine yin, earth pig energy this year. The last in the Chinese zodiac, you know, it's the end of the Chinese cycle, zodiac Mm -hmm. cycle. So there's this time of like, liminal endings also this year numerologically is the hangman so it's Mm. venus archetype and then the hangman neptune which is also very strong in pisces all year um so this kind of liminal space of like radical if you think of taurus as a venus ruled sign and how do we recreate our values how do we rebel against our old value system yeah that's really brilliant and a lot of people are asking me Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, it was specifically rebelling against the patriarchal values. I mean, like, that is what is happening, right? It's like women in very many ways literally taking over by like, you know, getting all of these seats in the house and, you know, Nancy Pelosi is our, is, you know, is the speaker of the house and all of this, but like, but, but energetically, you know, we're, we're overthrowing the patriarchy, like in action, we're watching it happen. And we're also doing it in our own lives, each of us individually. This is what our unconscious is working on right now. It's really exciting. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people have been saying, well, what do you think is the significance of the Uranus ingress into Taurus happening on the same day as the new moon? Like that can't mm-hmm. be accident, right? Yeah. I mean, it's within 24 hours. It's not the, it's not the, well, yeah, no, it is. It's the morning of it. Right. So Mercury goes, Mercury, I, I should pick up my book and look and see exactly what those, what the time, we should tell people what the time is for okay. each of these events. So, um, so it goes like this. I mean, there's definitely a story whenever you see the planets kind of like boom, boom, boom. So like you said, in the next, you know, 24, 48 hours, like, so think about it this way. So we've got, there's definitely a story here. We've got yeah mardi gras shrove tuesday happening oh my lord mercury retrograde in pisces the last sign of the zodiac and mercury is stationed right where chiron just left wow right and that was oh my god can we just talk about that for a minute before we yeah right yeah we really need to talk about that that's when i was like writing you like going stephanie am i gonna die because I, I came back from India and I was like in my deathbed. I mean, I just had a flu and a, I had like a flu on top of a, I don't even know what it was. I feel like I had like three infections going on at the same time. I don't even know. My body was like, I didn't even know. I was like, do I have shingles? Do I have, do yeah, I have, that was scary. I, I have pneumonia. Like I had doctors coming. It was really scary. Anyway, not to make it about my illness, but a lot of people I talked to during those, like that finale of 
um, Chiron and Pisces were suffering in some way, depending on where that was hitting your chart. For me, it was my moon. So um, there was this like kind of like, I mean, I think what it was symbolically was a deep emotional body, physical body, mental body, like a purge on every purging. It was absolutely a purging. Yeah, that's what so it was. However we did that, you know, hopefully you guys didn't have to suffer like with actual poisons in your body, but whatever it was for you. Um, I know a lot of people went through really intense things like the, you know, this was, we're talking like the first two weeks of February when it was super intense and um, right before Valentine's day. And then it shifted on president's day on the 18th is when Chiron went into Aries. That mm -hmm. was the big shift, but I'm bringing that all back now because I think it's so fascinating that Mercury is going to be stationing, right? It's not the exact degree. I think Mercury stations, it's right around there. Those at the end of Pisces. Um, so there's some story there about Mercury is at 30 the day it goes retrograde. Yeah. So same thing, right? So it's exactly, yeah. so it's like, it's stationing, right? It's like, there, there's, this is what I think is so fascinating right now. I think it's something really, really powerful happening that mm -hmm. we have that have, like we have that trade off of, okay, so we just went through the, that final, again, the end of the Zodiac Chiron squeezing us, you know, like, that last bit of whatever Pisces suffering past life victimization, deep, deep wounding that needed healing for us mm -hmm. that now we have to have Mercury go over those, those degrees again, I think to make it Mercury helps us to make it conscious. Right. So maybe yeah. whatever we're dealing with on that Pisces subtle body Chiron level, which is more about trying to integrate the animal and the human on a very Chiron works on such a subtle body level and Pisces, of course, a subtle body. So now with Mercury, I feel like we have to like now integrate through the mental, through the process. Yes. Right. And working through like if it was happening on the subtle level. So like now like recognizing, so what was the trauma, right? So that Chiron helps us identify traumas from our early life um, and, and things that may be completely unconscious to us. So during this period, um, things that you didn't even realize were, you know, a weight on you can become conscious. You can identify them. You can talk through them. You can write through them um, and make them conscious in order to heal them during this Mercury retrograde phase. And then when Mercury retrograde ends at the end of the month, the 28th, let's, let's see when it goes direct. Um, what degree it goes direct on. Yeah. Um, so it finally, so it traverses from 30 and goes to 16 and goes direct at 16 degrees. Um, so, you know, by the end of it, like what I love about Mercury retrograde also is the whole like secrets revealed part of it. Yeah, especially with um, yeah, especially in Pisces, right? So like secrets even that you've been keeping from yourself, but also secrets that people have been keeping from you or that you've been keeping from others. It's Mercury retrograde has this way of like by the end you wake up and you're like, oh, now I know the truth, right? So in this particular Mercury retrograde phase, it's very much about like what, do, what truth do I know about this early trauma that I experienced and yeah. how can I move forward with it feeling completely healed? Yes, and we probably won't come all the way out of that chrysalis of the teachings of Pisces, Mercury retrograding in Pisces, where Chiron had taken us over the last several years until we get out of the shadow of the Mercury retrograding. Yeah, right? So it would have to go all the way to... Um, right, after looking... right after your birthday, April 17th. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's when it leaves the shadow? All right. 
Oh, and hello, and then how interesting is that? Like, here's another piece of the story. This is why we used, this is like what we used to do at French, like geek out like this. <laughs> so, okay, so we're putting the pieces together. So now, probably there's like 10 other podcasts that have already figured this out, but anyway, we're <laughs> exciting for us still. Um, we've got, right after Mercury leaves his shadow, Wait, let's, let's also, let's just tell them before, because I, I, I forgot to do this before I went and got my book and then I forgot to do it. Um, on Mardi Gras, um, this Tuesday, the 5th, Mercury goes retrograde exactly at 1.19 PM Eastern times. Just sometimes it's nice for people to know at the exact time that these yeah, things begin. Yeah. That's a good anchor. And then it, it's going to come out of the shadow on the 16th of April, actually. Um, which the 16th of is April. just a few days before, guess what? The sun goes into Taurus, which is where Uranus is going to go next. So do you see how there's like all these trade-offs? So it's like, here's a couple. So we've, we've just located the Chiron now, you know, handing the baton to Mercury, who's going to help us process, like you said, process through writing, journaling, talking, understanding, dream work too, I would say. Definitely. Over the next month, watch your dreams, write them down, decode them, work with the dream analyst if you can or talk to your friend who's a dream analyst everyone has a friend that analyzes the dreams for them like yeah, right <laughs> if you great. don't you should get one <laughs> you need a dream analyst friend or you know don't google it but you can google um and and then so we've got that handoff happening and then we have the handoff of so interesting how chiron um is moving into aries where uranus is leaving aries Yes. Uranus taking over whatever Uranus was doing. Yes. So like, I think it's, that's a really interesting thing. So it's like the way that Uranus was sort of like making people crazy with selfie culture now will become a lot more conscious of what selfie culture has done to us and how it's maybe traumatized us. Um, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, more like healing the trauma of selfie culture. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I, there's a lot in it. I mean, there's a lot, I mean, a lot of people have used it for good and I like, I really give big, you know, huge props to people who have, who have used that to work through self-loathing in different forms, but people who didn't get that lesson might get it now. <laughs> gone too far because now there's these apps that make people look like they're dolls because they don't have any like actual lines in their face and then what's going to happen if everybody starts thinking that's how they really look and then you meet up with that person in person and you're like oh you actually have like a line in your face and whoa you know like, yeah yeah no there's a lot there's a lot to worry about coming up in terms of um in terms of the technology the, the scariest thing is the deep fakes i don't know do you know about deep fakes no, um, this is this technology that's like probably going to come online and be accessible very soon, like even in this election cycle, which is quite scary. But it's basically that people can. Um, I'm sorry, my computer is dinging. Can you hear that? Did you hear that mail yeah. come in? Sorry, I'm going to quit mail again. Um, it's not letting me. It's not letting me do that. Hold on. I just want to close this. Please just let me close this. Okay. Um, sorry about that. Um, so deep fakes are basically videos that you can make, like you, you can make a video of a person um, and make it completely real and people won't be able to tell that it was uh, photoshopped. Like they can just take a still image of someone and make it into a video. So you could like make a candidate for office, for instance, like showing them like cheating on their partner or doing murdering someone or whatever like this is a technology that is, is it's, it's gonna it's like if, if you thought revenge porn was bad like this is really a very very scary thing that's coming up um so i think it's it's interesting that it's happening while chiron is in aries i think 
That's true. Yeah. Mm. Chiron and Aries. We can talk a little bit. That could be its own podcast in itself because you and I both have that in our natal. Yes. And we're going to be having Chiron returns in the next yeah. couple of years. That's going to be fun. Podcast about that. Yeah. Um, but going back to our like handoff story, which is so interesting. So we've got, okay, part one, um, Chiron handing off to Mercury in Pisces. And then we've got Uranus handing off, Uranus and Aries handing off to Chiron and Aries. And then we've got the Uranus and Taurus, which Mars is going to be, let's see, when, when does Mars leave Taurus? Mars is kind of, like I said, blazing the trail for us, but Mars won't leave Taurus. Mars and Chiron will be in Taurus at the same time. I'm sorry, Mars. Mars goes into Gemini on March 31st. Okay, yeah. So they'll be, Mars and Uranus will be, they won't be that close, but they'll both be in Taurus for part of March. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. And then what we were saying is that the, um, when we finish up with the Mercury and Pisces lesson, we also are going to be moving into the Taurus new moon at that point, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. So it's like you're, wor- you're working through these issues, you know, it, it gives you a longer period of time actually to like work out some of the stuff. Like, you know, it enables you to go deeper or to backtrack or, or whatever the case may be um, when you have a handoff, right? Like, so it's like, if you don't feel like you're completely done with the lesson, um, the planets will allow you to work on it in a, in a new and deeper way or necessary way as a planet is handed off to a, a, another, a, a different planet is handed off to that sign and you get to continue with the work. Um, I'm looking up to see where once Mars goes into... Um, Gemini? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was looking up. Just don't mind me. I'm, I'm like trying to talk to you and look up, look up degrees of planets at the same time. So <laughs> continue oh, no. what you were saying. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Let's go back to um, the new moon. Um, the yeah, moon. that part of the story. Right. So we covered, we covered Mercury going into um, um, Mercury going retrograde in Pisces at 119 on the fifth. And then we have um, Uranus. I don't know if we said this already, but Uranus goes into Taurus and this is significant overnight in the Eastern time at 3.35 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday morning. So um, it's like late night for you on the West Coast and it's while while you're sleeping if you're on the East Coast, hopefully, if it hasn't given you insomnia in your way. I bet we're going to have weird sleep that night because that's happening in the middle of the night. That's going to be really weird because the Uranus wobble like that is really, we're already feeling Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've already been hearing from lots and quiet lots of clients and friends that they're already having insomnia that sometimes also prior to a new moon that sometimes actually happens even just a very basic new moon which this is, this is not um but um but yeah that, that like ramps moon, it up i always feel like dark moons are easier for sleep but i mean I disturb sleep but the full moons i always find are harder to sleep i always wake up because it's so bright yeah yeah you know that's so funny i i see so many i see like it's i think it completely depends on a person's constitution mm-hmm. like some people have a tremendous amount of anxiety and insomnia before a new moon and sometimes people have it at the full moon yeah, okay. it, it, may, it may have something to do with where you know wh- what cycle the moon is in like whether you're a full moon baby or a new moon baby like it, it might it might have i should we should do some research on that and see what what causes that Probably. um aspects, of course aspects during the lunation like for sure this new moon i would say is going to be an anxious one with uranus changing signs in the middle of the night and then yeah. the moon being you know having the the new moon happening that morning 11 o'clock your time in the morning and our 8 a.m our time 
Right. Yeah. That, so the new moon is, yes, exactly. 11.04. And then I didn't even realize this, but end of the day, this a Sun-Uranus conjunction, um, I'm sorry, Sun-Neptune conjunction that night. We didn't even include that in the story. Well, we didn't even talk about that before. It's first the moon, of course, with Neptune. Sun-Neptune. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neptune and Sun-Neptune. What? Yeah, exactly. On the same day. So, okay. So I think there's something going on here. We're trying to perspectives <laughs> now. There's something going on where there's like, so if we think of this masculine kundalini awakening the Taurus area of our chart, like this kind of liberating kind of fool energy getting activated. I was talking to this woman. She's one of my gyrotonic trainers. She's got like all her, she's like a triple Taurus. And she's like, I am, she, she's like the poster child. I wish we could have her on the show. She's a poster child for Uranus going into Taurus because she's like, she's like breaking all her own rules. She's like, dating like she usually is like in like a serious relationship she's just like i'm experimenting with life and she didn't even know about anything with astrology and i was like oh my god do you I know love it yeah that's the, key, that's the key word i think that's important for people to know with uranus period no matter where it is but like wherever it's hitting you like you have to be open-minded and experimental because if you're not something really scary could happen <laughs> and unexpected. Like you have to open your mind in advance of Uranus's arrival in a particular part of your chart in that part of your life. Yes. That's a great point because it's, it's like the fool archetype. So it's like, you're going off the cliff. So you kind of got to be ready for anything. You know, you got to travel lightly and you've got to have kind of parachute or, you know, be ready to like land wherever you land and um, not have a plan in some ways because you can't really plan like, they say, you know, expect the unexpected, which doesn't make sense, but it, that is actually the energy of Uranus. Like that's why yeah. I even predict it won't be the same exactly as how it was the last time it was in Taurus because it's a different right. story now. We're in 2019. We're in the year of the Earth Pig. We're having the ingress on a new moon in Pisces with a Mercury retrograde in Pisces. So I feel like this, there's something about whatever this initiation is for us with Uranus going into Taurus that has some kind of Pisces theme to it, right? What do you think? It has what? So again, I couldn't hear you. Oh, sorry. Like a Pisces theme going on. There's some kind of Neptunian, Piscean backdrop to this, this awakening that's happening. I agree with you. And I, I'm really seeing that in the culture too. Um, and in a way that like is not now, I think, you know, terribly positive, but I think can be made positive. Um, and what I said earlier, and I didn't link it to this before when I was talking about deep fakes, um, I was talking about it more just sort of like in the sense of like, this is the crazy technology that's coming, you know, where Uranus is, is the planet that we think of when we think of technology generally. Um, and, but I, but I do think that this, all of this Pisces stuff happening on the day that Uranus ingresses into Taurus um, speaks to that idea like that we just don't know what's real. And, you know, it's been very interesting over the last couple of years, like how, you know, this, this phrase fake news um, has become like Durger, you know, like used against, against us by the quote unquote president, but like, um, you know, really, really a dangerous thing. Like we're living in a very Orwellian moment where we don't know, a lot of people don't know what's real. And, um, and you know, another thing that's associated with Neptune is lying, right? Deception. So, you know, we're living in a time where there's just a tremendous amount of fakery and deception and and like you were saying before, like, you know, you can take a picture that like removes the lines from your face, you know, all of this is happening. And so how can we, how can we in our own lives 
use this awakening um, with Uranus moving into Taurus, whatever that part of our, our own horoscope is. And, and, you know, it's association with all of this Piscean energy and Neptune energy. And how can we use it to get clarity on whatever it is in our own life that we don't want to look at? We don't want to face that we, you know, what, what deceptions are we, are we, um, are we, have we been saying are okay for a long time? What truths have we not been telling ourselves? Yes, no, that's a good point. And, um, and also I think there'll be a lot of um, really cool innovations with the body, you know, and healing the body. And people are going to get a lot more into mind body um, techniques and the positive I'm thinking, you know, like there should be a lot of breakthroughs with that, like helping us, Hopefully, I, I'm hoping it's. I what I the trend I'm kind of noticing is getting out of this big pharma thing, you know. That's a huge yeah. That this is this is actually in Bernie's speech today. That was like one of the major themes. Um, so um, that is absolutely that is absolutely I think a part of it. Um, and I mean, and another thing that sort of like falls under this whole thing is like all of these people. Yes, we have to. This this when we talk about deception, right? And we talk about like being under sort of like the guise of Neptune, and we don't know what's real. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to do, keep. You have to keep doing a reality check because it's so easy to go into a kind of tribalism where you're like, well, fuck big pharma. No, I mean, sorry, we, we're going to be swearing a lot on this podcast if we haven't already. If you haven't already noticed that, that's like <laughs> part of it. But um, anyway, um, but we what Mars girls. Yeah, right. Um, so, um, you know, the reality checking is really necessary because there's so much tribalism and you can say like, you know, well, fuck big pharma, I'm not using any medicine. And then you get like a thing like where kids are not getting their, you know, parents are not getting their children vaccinated. And then there's a measles outbreak, you know, like, so you have to know, you have to be able to know where to draw the line. Um, when you're, when you're, um, you know, using this energy, when you're working with this energy, the Neptune energy I'm talking about specifically, um, you can really tell yourself a story and really believe it and then um, be sort of awakened to the truth in a way that is very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and like, I think that's important. I'm, I'm going a little bit far afield here, but I think that's really important with this particular Mercury retrograde in Pisces, because when you have a Mercury retrograde in Pisces, you're talking about secrets before, but that can very much, it can very much sort of like be in the space of Neptunian self-delusion. So, um, yeah. so that's an important thing to be working on over the next couple of weeks. And Mercury will ask, you know, Mercury will contact Neptune through this, throughout this retrograde a couple of times. So there's, you know, there's definitely that reveal and disillusionment. Neptune's a planet of disillusionment. So we're all going to be looking at like wherever we've felt deceived or there was a veil over our eyes, suddenly the veil is lifted. And what do we do with the new information? So we'll see what that's going to bring. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much more to talk about. I I think we're kind of running out of time, but. uh, Okay. Yeah. There's a lot. So yeah. So, but that's, I mean, the reason we focus so much on this, I mean, like there's a lot going on the entire month and we'll, we'll be doing another podcast next week and we'll fill you in on next week's astrology. But the reason we focus so much on this period of time between like the fifth and the sixth next week, cause it's like, whoa, (laughs) there's a lot in this period of time. So like as much as you can, um, ramp up for the week, you know, like this weekend at the end of the weekend or whatever, like Sunday, Monday with like as much self-care as you can just put in your schedule, do that. Um, 
meditation, mind, body stuff, relaxing, grounding. I was going to say, the last thing I want to say, this is just important, I think, also for just Uranus and Taurus generally, but over the next couple of days when we're ramping up to the ingress, I think it's really important. Like a relationship to the earth itself um, is, uh, you know, is so central. Like our, our relationship to the earth, like in a very physical way, like putting your bare feet on the ground that kind of relationship to the earth. Like, how do you feel when you're standing, you know, in the ocean, like the water is going over your feet or standing in the sand? Like, how does the air smell to you when you're outside and you're inhaling it? Like, this is so central, I think, to it's the body, right? It's just Taurus is the body. Yes. Yes. Um, and Uranus is just, you know, in, in many ways, psychologically, like really messing with us because we're, 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 being given the message that earth may not be around much longer, right? Like our mother. Um, So I think, um, so getting back to, we'll talk more about this, a lot more about this over the coming weeks and months, because with an ingress like this, you know, a a major outer planet moving into a new sign, the first couple of months is when you see a lot of the events, (laughs) right? You see them, can you see them ongoing and, you know, for the entire time, but like you really, the shock of Uranus, I think more than anything else though, like, in our own bodies, in our own lives. You feel it for the first couple of months more than you will in an ongoing, you will, like if if things are really intense for you over the next couple of months, don't be like, oh my God, it's going to be seven years of this. No, it's not like that. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're in the height of it now because it's like our bodies are having to, having to reorient and oh, that goes back, like just to circle back to like the connection to the 333 portal being the Venus archetype and Venus being the planet that rules Taurus. I would say we're, our bodies, our physical bodies are being prepared for a new level of spiritual awakening. You know, yes. Uranus is a, trying to wake us up and people are more sensitive. Like people don't want chemicals. They don't want fake perfumes. They don't want to eat GMO foods anymore. They don't want, I mean, our tolerance for things that are toxic and cluttering and, um, fake and chemical, all of that is so ramped up right now as we're preparing for this new level of an initiation in our nervous system, you know, absolutely. That is absolutely it. Yes, 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 yes. To that. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good note actually to end on. Um, yeah, I, I think we, we really, we touched on a lot that we'll be covering a lot more over the coming weeks and months for sure. But we just wanted to give you a sense of what's coming up this week. So you feel good and grounded, grounded being the key word over yeah, the next couple of days absolutely. and we're not officially launching our podcast um until after the new moon so we're actually going to be uploading this onto uh, my um podcast station because we want to wait until after the new moon before we actually completely launch <laughs> yes during the dark moon so it will have its own url etc but in case you're confused why is it called saturn sisters podcast but it's on the p40 podcast station so that's just a little mercury merc mercury retrograde merc but we're gonna tweak that for hopefully for the next episode <laughs> yes 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 all right well this was really really fun i'm so glad that we did this first one me too. It was a blast. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so everyone. Much. We love you. Love you too. <laughs> we'll see you. I love you too. <laughs> that was that was funny. I love you, but I was saying I was saying we love you to everybody out there. <laughs> and I love everyone too. I mean, I love I'm everyone. Yes. We all love everybody. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> okay. So we'll see you next week then. See you next week.
Bye. Bye.